Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture for music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, uh, unfortunately, I'm on a tight schedule right now, so I'm going to basically talk about everything that I really want to talk about in probably around this episode is probably going to last around. 20 minutes or so, um, but I do promise that I will be talking as much content as uh, I could deliver, and yeah, and of course, show some of my excitement as well, but before I get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today, this podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you can get your podcast. so without further ado, let's start off with what I should have talked about last week, so last week... Um, I was supposed to be talking about the the new dates for MCU's like Phase Four. So I watched the Phase Four trailer, and they gave us like the dates for um, the upcoming movies uh, and possible TV shows. But but I haven't get, uh, talked about it yet. So um, so one thing I do know is. Um, uh, Black Widow, that's going to be on July 9th uh, this year. Shang-Chi will be on September 3rd. Eternals, I'm surprised we'll be releasing this year uh, at November 5th. And then Spider-Man 3, finally we get a date. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 3, we're getting December uh, December 17th. You know what? what's funny is that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, we didn't get much, but... <laughs> Eternals has like you know some footage already so that's still surprising but anyways we have Doctor Strange that's gonna be coming next year March 25th Thor next year May uh Thor um Love and and Thunder I think it's called uh May 6th uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever what a great title uh on July 8th uh uh, the Marvels, which uh, next year, November 11th, Ant-Man uh, in the Quantum Realm, uh, that will be on February 17th of tw- uh, 2023. And then you have Guardians of uh, Volume 3, uh, which is going to be um, uh, 2023, May 5th. And I, <laughs> this really frustrated me because I see the logo... <laughs> The logo for four, and I know it's gonna be Fantastic Four, but it was just like the, the face four logo, and I'm like, bro, are you not gonna give us anything for Fantastic Four, please, please? Man, I was so uh, not really frustrated, but like, come on, just give us something, not just the logo, but but that's all we got. Also, um, we have Legends of Tomorrow, um, but besides, uh, besides the, uh, uh, the, uh, the dates for, um, for, for Phase 4, there are some DC stuff, so let's, uh, Legends of Tomorrow on the CW, it's coming back. Once again, uh, Legends of Tomorrow has been that show that's been so interesting to watch, um, but also, I've noticed that there have been uh, ratings are going getting low for the CW shows, um, and it's understandable why um, the quality of the shows were like you know pretty okay. But it's not like something like that's very interesting. I think they've lost their touch. Um, we heard that um, um, 
um, Tom Cavanaugh and uh, Carlos, uh, I forgot his last name, um, he, uh, who plays Cisco, they're about to leave, and then we hear like Grant, Grant Gustin wanted to leave as well, so again, very understandable, probably they're going to leave, um, uh, Grant Gustin might might leave the Flash next um, next uh, next season. However, we did get glimpses of Excess and Impulse uh, on set photos, and you know what? I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for um, like there's just something about bringing those speedsters, and it's just so exciting. Whether if it's speedster villains or speedster heroes, I, I I'm really excited for that. So give me all that you can. You know, I really want the Flash to end with the bang, uh, end with the bang. So, hopefully, we get to that. Um, there was also, but so going off from the, um, going off from the CW, there was the Stranger Things four teaser, and we see Eleven in her room, experiment of, uh, in the facility where she was held, and it's like how she developed her powers, and then, like, all the other children who got their powers as well, so we'll probably explore more of that. Um, there's also, um, the trailer for Venom 2, uh, and, again, I'd like me some, you know, some carnage, uh, I think this is gonna be a pretty, uh, pretty fun movie to watch. I have not watched the first one. I really need to get into that. So hopefully I have time to watch Venom. I don't know what streaming service have Venom though. I think, uh, I know, I know there's a Sony, you know, free movies app thing, but I'm not sure if Venom would be there. So we'll just have to wait and see. Also, we got uh, glimpses of uh, Masters of the Universe new TV show. So this is going to be Kevin Smith's new uh, show. Uh, I, I believe Kevin Smith is in charge of the show. I'm very excited for that. I grew up with, um, I grew up more on the the reboot show that happened in the early 2000s. If you remember He-Man uh, Masters of the, the Universe, it had a new look, but it was like for a more mature audience. Uh, but He-Man, of course, the classic He-Man sh- uh, TV show from the 80s was... And then, like, Skeletor, he just talks like this. <laughs> but, um, I hope- hopefully we get to see um, a much more updated version of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It's uh, I- I'm really excited. They did that for Voltron. Voltron, like, had a great, had a great uh, upbringing. Or like a revival, so I still need to watch Voltron. I really need to watch Voltron. And we have the uh, the Friends reunion. There's a it's gonna be on HBO Max. We're gonna be released on May 27th. I only watched I only watched season one of Friends. So again, I don't know all the tropes and whatnot, but I know a lot of people are excited, they've been talking about this reunion for years, and years, and years, and years, and it's finally going to happen, so, the Friends reunion, May 27th, on HBO Max, if you're a Friends fan, this is for you, and of course, um, uh, yesterday, yesterday, now we're moving on to Star Wars, the Bad Batch. Now, I'm not going to go into details. Last week, I've been go- I wrote a lot of details on what happened, but this is just going to be a brief summary of what happened. So, 
Spoiler alert, if you have not watched the episode, go watch that first before you listen to this review. But if you don't care, then you don't care. The Bad Batch. So, the ba- okay, so what I've noticed so far is the Bad Batch started off really well. And then, for me, I do wonder where they're going towards for uh, the character Omega. Now we see Omega trying to be more useful so in this episode um when when the bad batch crashed on some moon i I forgot the name of the moon um a moon dragon um basically stole one of their energy capacitors so that's basically how they're supposed to get off planet or get off course so but um something or some creature took their energy capacitor and so, uh, so Hunter and Omega um, decided to to find it, um, to find the energy capacitor and get it back. Um, there was a moment where Hunter uh, took off his mask, uh, for, and then he tried to breathe. He ne- he couldn't function. So only Omega was able to track down track down the Moon Dragon and then take the. Uh, the energy capacitor back so we get to see more of omega becoming more of herself um so it's very interesting instead of just being like oh you're um a liability now you're going to be more useful to the squad so i like that trope i actually like it at first i was like i don't know how i feel about omega but like hopefully in time we would see more character development and more usefulness and unlike you know unlock some mysteries uh around her and uh maybe we could answer the question like is she force uh, force sensitive um that is a question that that is a theory that's been going on and we don't know um also we did see moments of wrecker like saying like oh his his head hurts and we we can tell that like maybe the inhibitor chip is you know coming in um i don't want that because <laughs> don't touch my boy wrecker don't touch my boy wrecker man <laughs> but it seems like they're gonna go with that route, and but this was something sweet. At the end of the episode, we get to see Wrecker. He he, he created a room, uh, a bedroom for um, for Omega, and it was a very it was a very sweet thing to see. Um, see Wrecker trying to how to take care of a child and just trying to see what it's like not just you know <laughs> living with a group of boys um so so besides the bad batch stuff we have crosshair and his perspective of what he's going through right now right now there um the empire is doing more experiment not really experimentations but enhancing the inhibitor chip so that he would stay on course and that's what general tarkin is trying to you know focus on is to make sure that that um crosshairs is just continually following orders making sure that he's not going to go off course and right now the i think is rampart um admiral rampart he's starting to we we essentially get to see the origins of the stormtrooper um program where it's like where you see the like you know like recruits from 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 around the galaxy 
all over the galaxy and see like the best of the best and how they're going to function and how they're going to execute the work so far only only crosshair was willing to do the job because tarkin wanted to eliminate sagarera's camp uh on onderon and and the squadron was like oh we're not an execu- uh, execution group and this guy was just like oh we're gonna be the best of the best but he did not sign up for being an execution uh, uh execution group but crosshair was like we need to follow orders good soldiers always follow orders and that was it was a conflict of interest and that's why clones um at first it it, it seemed like it's going to be like you know budget wise is this going to be going to be effective but we have to see the potential of like you know regular people as stormtroopers and whether they're going to follow orders or not so so far clones they really know how to get the job done because they follow orders they execute execute the jedi so what makes uh, the problem was like (laughs) i feel like general tarkin was just like they're just too expensive (laughs) that's what that's what i'm getting the vibes from but yeah it seems like clones are expensive we need to find a (laughs) more efficient way but rampart really wanted to make this work and yeah and unfortunately uh sagrera's group was wiped out and that was like the dark moment in this show um so far so far um i think that's it uh from the bad batch i have nothing else to say regarding that but as you can tell by the title i'm going to be talking about warner brothers versus dc fans and this is very interesting to see because they want to restore the Snyderverse, but <laughs> warner Brothers is just like shut up we don't want you and trust me dc fans they're everywhere even for the friends of the friends reunion there's like hashtag restore the snyderverse and it's just everywhere harry potter videos hashtag restore the snyderverse they are going hard and it's like um the snyder cut has been the most streamed most streamed uh movie over endgame most streamed, most streamed, not music, like, not in terms of money, but like most streamed, and that is crazy, that is very crazy, and um, Zack Snyder, he just, uh, during like a, during, I think it was like the Army of the Dead movie, I think it was like a Q&A, and Zack Snyder just pulled out his phone and was like, hey, here's our Green Lantern, and I'm like, bro, bro, you t- <laughs> Zack Snyder doesn't give a fuck, and this is so awesome to see from Zack Snyder, and Warner Brothers, man, man, they are mad, it's only a moment, a matter of time where they're gonna lose the DC property, they're gonna be like, we don't want your properties anymore, but they can't say that, they can't say that, because they're gonna lose animated movies, they're gonna lose movie deals, TV shows, they need DC, However, it is a it is basically a love hate relationship, mostly hate. And right now, <clears throat> DC fans are furious, but Warner Brothers just doesn't care. Um, and now they're just like firing back, back, back. And I think that the relationship between 
Warner Brothers in DC really needs to figure out a way to resolve and find a middle point where you can both please fans and like the company as well. But the problem is with studio interference, studio interference really uh, takes away the creativity. But the problem is once you take away creativity, I understand that like, you know, money is on the line. However, in terms of like creating something that is, I feel like uh, you can get creative uh, uh, within a, a limited budget. I do believe so. I, I really do think so. Um, however, but but in order to restrain those create uh, creative um, tropes, again, you know, wh- whether if it's studio interference or not, it all depends on what the audience feels, and sometimes even with with uh with uh studio interference look at justice league it did uh, it didn't do as well as they hoped and with the snyder cut the most streamed movie over endgame that is impressive but warner bros doesn't think that's you know impressive so they are really trying to focus on what they really want instead of what the audience thinks is like you know quality work so, again, again, I'm not, I'm not a businessman. I don't know. I, I understand why W, uh, w, uh, Warner Brothers would be upset with uh, DC fans or people who have been harassing them. I, I feel like it's mostly because of the harassment um, from fans were like, with like you know, with the constant hashtags and you know all that stuff. I understand, like, that can be infuriating to, to some people. However, it is also important that they are really trying to secure um, how to make the most money. But, again, I, I don't know, like, the, the best approach. All I know is when a movie has, uh, was given um, the, not really the freedom, but at least the at least let them listen to the ideas and like for example look at marvel and disney they have a great relationship because disney listens to what marvel is doing and with the um power of kevin feige like think these things are like organized they are prepped they are ready to go instead of just like let's just instead of like uh warner brothers let's let's just see how many properties we could fill that's not how it works but I do hope I do hope we see better uh, we see more improvement in terms of the relationship between Warner Brothers and DC but only time will tell anyways that is it for today thank you so much for listening if you like this podcast click follow whatever podcast services you are listening this to share this podcast anyone you know it really means a lot it really helps a lot and until next time so long farewell take care bye bye